What's up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of SSPN Post Game and another L for the Spurs, Ethan. Uh, you know, out of all the the games that we've been doing recently, let's see what what happened on the Friday game. I'm forgetting what happened in the Wizards game. Was that one a little bit closer? Yeah, it that was, was competitive, but we still gave it up. It, it was like this one. <laughs> yeah, this one felt worse. Okay. Would you say it felt worse? Would you say it felt worse because of like we were competing better than we were in that game and then let it go away? Or why was it worse for you? Um, well, the Wizards game was something that I was extremely used to. We were playing a team that was clearly better than us, despite not having Bradley Beal and uh, Kyle Kuzma. They still had Chris Dapps Porzingis and sort of a veteran squad and some, right. some solid young players. So it was like going into it, it was like, okay, we're going to lose this game. Whatever. But we were competitive in the first half, and then what happens? Oh, the Spurs let it go in the third and the fourth quarter. It's like, okay, well, you know, that's been the recipe the entire year. So I, w- I wasn't really disappointed necessarily. This one, a little more disappointing because the Jazz traded away all their really good players, and now the players that they still have that are you know, really solid you know, offensive players weren't playing. Um, they had the fire lineup of Agba, Ab, Ab, whatever his name is, Ogbaji, <laughs> Walker <laughs> Kessler, Taylor Horton Tucker, Juan Toscano Anderson, and uh, Fontecchio, Fontecchio, or whatever his name is. Yeah. You know, not a lot of big names. So they're a pretty young team led by, I guess, Taylor Horton Tucker. So going into it, you think, okay, we're going to be able to pull this one out. And it, it was competitive, but it I know we didn't have Kel, and we didn't have Devin, we didn't have Jeremy, but you still would have liked to have seen the Spurs kind of pull this one out in the end because in my eyes, talent-wise, I mean, we're still pretty equal. I mean, we had Malachi, we had Trey, we had Zach, we still had Mamu. I don't know. Just to let Taylor Horton Tucker go for 41 on us, it just it wasn't and it never felt like we were really in rhythm the entire night it really took like a heroic effort from our boy um Devonte graham to kind of keep us in the game it felt like and i know malachi had a pretty decent game but you know Devonte's spark plug off the bench is what kind of kept us afloat no those, for a those long two time. threes in the corner back to back i know exactly what you're talking about yeah, yeah like he, he was really keeping us in the game keeping the energy high it just it felt I don't know. It felt low energy. Didn't feel like we deserved the win in, against a team that was pretty subpar. But, but what did you think? I thought that, um, well, I, I, I get first of all, I get a lot of what you're saying. Um, I guess I, I have a little bit of a, a nicer perspective, you could say. Like if if, mm-hmm. if you're the if you're like the devil on the shoulder right now, I guess I'll be the angel right now let's do it let's do it good guy (laughs) but but what i will say though is is your main overall point like this is one where like we're playing a team that was playing guys like we usually play (laughs) you know what i mean like and so that was why it was super competitive for the majority of the game it was back and forth scoring and then you know we we had a bunch of turnovers and and they went on a 15 to 4 run to start the first six minutes of the fourth quarter. And that was where they took over. Obviously, Taylor Horton Tucker went crazy the entire game, and you don't want to allow that to happen. Um, I guess you could say Trey should have a better initiative there. I guess the the other thing that I would say is when it comes to, you know, just this specific game, which is obviously very insignificant, I, I think they could have put Romeo on him a little bit more, and I think that would have slowed him down. I don't think that that would have 
prevented him from getting at least 30 necessarily, but maybe, yeah. you know, it would be like 32 instead of 41. Um, because there was a possession that on that I only remembered really one possession where we guarded him, which makes sense because Taylor Horton Tucker is playing point guard for them. So it's going to be Trey or Blake. And just in all honesty, like even though Trey is a good defender, Taylor Horton Tucker can, as we can see, he can get buckets like, but he could do like, we saw a little bit of flashes of that on the Lakers, but here's the main point, Ethan, is that he's six four two twenty. Like that's, that's just kind of a mismatch for Blake and Trey all night. You see what I'm saying there? So I, I feel like that's there were favorable matchups for him. And that wasn't like, at some point, like it's not Trey being a bad defender. It's just like Taylor Horton Tucker's, you know, kind of keldening him. You know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah. it's like last, it's like the inverse of whenever we were, well, no, no, it's the same thing. It's just, they just have a big point guard. Um, I was about to say it's yeah. the inverse of when Keldon was at the four and he was too small, but you get what I'm saying there. Um, so, I mean, yeah. still there's some stops. He should not have got 40 that I'm not trying to make that as an excuse, but that is kind of something I noticed throughout the game. And even despite him scoring, we were still trading buckets and we're score for score for them until, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> we put in Barlow, it kind of coincided yeah. when we put in Barlow for the fourth quarter, but he didn't even really play bad tonight. I'm not even just saying that because, you know, I'm I'm president of the Barlow fan club. Like he he didn't you know play great tonight either. But like I don't think he was the despite um you know so many times we've seen like I've used the moniker like Barlow and the gang when we throw in like mm -hmm. you know Cham Champagne him and and you know Mamu Kelishvili whoever it may be like we've been seeing over these past three games. But tonight I don't think it was necessarily that because like Trey was still out there. Um, I want to say uh, Malachi was still out there with him. And it wasn't like he was, you know, it wasn't like, okay, we put in Dom and that was the reason we lost. It was like the whole team collectively with that lineup. Not only was he getting, you know, bullied a little bit by Udoka Abuzuki, who caught however many lobs tonight. Um, but just, yeah. I guess my counter argument would be that it's not just, um, we were low energy. Um uh, there were a lot of, um, I'm just trying to think of some other stuff that you were saying, but the point is, is that my counter argument would be is we were scoring with them. And then it was the same old story to start the fourth quarter where they go on a 15 to four run because we go cold and we also play sloppy, which is kind of just the same yeah. story of the whole season. You know what I mean? Even when we have Devin and Keldon in there. So yes, this was a level level playing field. Um, and it's one that we should have gotten. I agree with you there, but there were also some similar themes, you know, sure. that have been consistent throughout the year. For sure. I get what you're saying. And I would have liked Zach to have had more touches. I know he shot the ball 14 times, but he really didn't get the ball in the post have. that much. And I know Walker Kessler is a really good shot blocker, but he had some good switches in his favor a lot of times, and we just couldn't get the ball into him. Mamu had a great pass Zach to him. Zach matched up good with Walker Kessler tonight, too. I thought so, too. Him a couple yeah. times. I wasn't necessarily like too worried about about Walker, but he still had favorable matchups aside from that one. So I right. would like to have seen him get more more buckets. And I guess my biggest disappointment is I was hoping that one of the young guys, and this isn't necessarily all on them because I mean it's a system that we run. It's not necessarily designed for one guy to go off. But I would have liked Malachi or Blake or Mamu even or Trey to just kind of take Trey. it upon themselves to be. To, to to go out and will themselves to a win, if that makes yeah, sense. Go, I never felt like anybody. 
Yeah, do basically what Taylor Horton Tucker did exactly. for the Utah Jazz, but for the Spurs. <laughs> and I didn't feel that we any of them were necessarily jumping at that opportunity. Right. Um, but that's not all on them necessarily. No, that's a that's a great point. Um, I completely I, with everything I just said, I still agree with you here because if one of our guys does that and has a Taylor Horton Tucker like game, then you know, I mean, this there isn't that giant of a gap in this game. I mean, really, for sure. Despite despite the fourth quarter, you know, going the way it did, it still was only you know the the, the Jazz only won the fourth quarter by a six point margin. So um, I definitely you know would have liked to see a little bit more of that. Malachi did. Have- have a good game um but i think it also like i'm looking at this and this is kind of the same story we talked about last time uh when it comes to the lot of minutes to people off the bench like almost everybody except for dom had at least 18 plus so that's the other thing like maybe we give 40 minutes to trey jones and you know that makes a difference you you know what i'm saying like um yeah i mean i I maybe and when i say it makes a difference i'm not even saying that the Spurs win but it you know it doesn't turn into that kind of blowout like where in the middle of the fourth quarter it's like well and there you go the game's over again you know what I'm saying it might have been competitive until the very end yeah and it also hurts that Chris Dunn had 17 <laughs> like yeah. Chris Dunn like we're really gonna let Chris Dunn get 17 no disrespect but like he's a defender but and no. a playmaker he, well he was picked up in the G League midseason, yeah. you're not being disrespectful. Yeah, it's just it, that that hurts. But de- defense has been a constant struggle all year, and it just continues tonight, Jude. Like I don't know what the fix is. I don't know if it's because we don't have like a, an elite shot blocker necessarily. We don't have an like a like Charles Bassey might correct a lot of these problems. Maybe it's just chemistry. Right. That's also a huge problem. But it, you know something's not working right now, <laughs> and I hope we can get it fixed moving yeah. forward because I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, I I think a lot of that has to do with just the nature of this season. Yes, I know that's a convenient excuse. No, it's a legitimate like, one. We we've just been historically bad on defense, and then on top of that, like who's our best defensive player? It's probably Devin. Sohan, right? So yeah, Sohan or Devin, yeah, Sohan. Yeah, so Sohan, Devin, who's out? You know, those are two guys who are out tonight. Like yeah, so that's you true. know, I mean, this is one where when you think about. This is, I mean, this shows the tank because if we throw one of those three in tonight, I mean, I think Sohan's really got some stuff going on. Keldon or Devin could definitely play. <laughs> like they both probably could have played. I'm just For hoping sure. they don't do this next Thursday, man. I just, y'all are, they're hyping up the Austin stuff. Do not give me Julian Champagny in the starting lineup. That's no offense to him. He had a bad game tonight too. And he's mm-hmm. just kind of been off and on, I feel like. And I'm not saying that as like, I don't think that this is a, indictment on champagne not at future all. in san antonio or what he'll be i think I, this this just showed me that he's kind of similar to danny green like sometimes he's just it's like he's either off or he's gonna get you 15 points and like make three threes you know what i'm saying uh, i think that's he's what the, we've seen from him so far he's the perfect example of a guy that when he's next to devin kelton jeremy zach like when <laughs> everyone's playing like sure he's gonna knock down some wide open threes like he's like matt bonner but if i like, get he's gonna just score matt bonner out there, yeah yeah he's, he's gonna get wide open shots and he's gonna knock them down but if he's like god forbid like playing with this lineup where nobody can yeah. really draw two he's like dear god like one for six he doesn't know where he's supposed Poor to be guy. like just shuts down but but he's also still new so like maybe he has some more upside that we're not giving him credit for uh but well, no definitely... i've liked what i've seen from him i just noticed yeah, me too. i mean 
He had but his best game games <laughs> were when everyone else was playing, like when he had Devin and Keldon exactly. and Jeremy, and now he doesn't. And so we we're just like, okay, so this is who he is. Like now we know. Yeah. Now we know. Yeah. Oh, Julian Champagny. I still like him. Starter, starter, baby. Starter. Yes. <laughs> yes. Starter. You know, and you know what? Credit to Mamu. I thought Mamu had a great game, like uh-huh. a phenomenal game. Seventeen, eight, and five had some really crazy dimes. Um, yeah, <laughs> hand over fist. <laughs> yeah, you read you read our mind. Um, Mamu continues Jew to look more and more <laughs> to me like our perfect Boris Diaw like mm-hmm. replacement. Like he fits that uh-huh. role so perfectly. And if we can draft a Victor Wembanyama to kind of be that Tim Duncan kind of you know them next to one another. I'm not saying that Mamu's going to be the starting power forward. Of course, that's Jeremy Sohan, but like he, he's a perfect complementary piece that makes everybody around him better. And he doesn't really make mistakes. Yeah, dude. I mean, the hop step, uh, little drop off that he had to Zach on the dunk. Yes, um, yes. was awesome. I, I love his creativity, like while he's driving to the rim, um, and that's playmaking or you know being creative with an up and under. We saw that tonight. He's always, you know, his, his basketball IQ is definitely. Um, it's very high because there's so many times where he will pump fake people or he'll pass up shots. And it's because he finds a pass that like, I didn't even see. And I'm watching the tape. Like I'm literally watching the tape live Mm -hmm. and he will just come up with something that even, you know, I didn't think was possible in that moment. And it's just because of his creativity um, and and the way that he sees the floor. And so when you combine that with someone who's 6'10", 240, um, it's very, it's very, very appealing. And I'm glad tonight that we got to see him more at the four. That is definitely yes. more his natural position. Um, yes. And we mentioned this on some other ones, but for those of you who don't know, he plays the three for the Georgia national team. So, I mean, it, the Boris comparisons are very, very, like I can, they definitely, like for someone who's a Spurs fan like us, who kind of grew up on those 2014, like that was our era for the championship teams, obviously 2007, 2003, you know, we're a little littler then. Um, I can, the similarities are obvious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And, and he's only going to get better because we, I forget that he's still what, 23. So he'll, yeah. he'll get more consistent with his jump shot. He's already got a beautiful stroke. So mm-hmm. consistent in that area, maybe build up his body some more get a better handle. And he's mm-hmm. a legitimate role player that we just stole. So, so shout out to the Spurs front office on seeing that Man. diamond. In the yeah. Roof. Him and Bassey. Yeah, and Bassey. I forget that he's not playing because he would really solve a lot of our problems. Yeah. Um, it's a shame that he got hurt the way that he did. Yeah. But shout out to the Spurs front office, man. We're pickpocketing yeah, the, the, the Sixers and the Bucks. Those aren't too bad teams to pickpocket from right now. <laughs> I just I just remembered. We played Luka Samanich. Uh, yeah, no, Luka. I know. Well, don't worry. I didn't forget. <laughs> we had to, to we're gonna, okay. we were, we're going to get there, which okay, but you're cool, already cool. here. The Spurs, if you guys don't know, you didn't catch the game tonight. Uh, Lucas Samanich made his triumphant return to the NBA against none other than us uh, tonight. Yes. He, he signed a 10-day contract with the Jazz. And, you know, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, oh, yeah, he's doing great for the main Celtics. I've been seeing it pop up on my timeline. Oh, well, duh, he got signed by the Jazz. Will Hardy's the head coach. I didn't even, like, I didn't connect the dots until I, like, saw him on the court tonight. I was like, well, that's why uh, mm-hmm. Samanich got signed by the uh, by the Jazz. But poor guy. 
I mean, it, he didn't look bad. You can see the talent no. that he has. Yeah. But, you know, the fouls and, and, and the missed shots. This was just game one. Hopefully he can play a little bit better. Um, and, and I thought an interesting tidbit, I was texting with you about this. This is not something that I had heard prior to today's broadcast. But he said, you know, in one of the most infamous SSPN moments of all time, Ethan, is when he didn't go back for the preseason, uh, for the ball in preseason against the Magic a couple years back. And he got cut the next day. Yeah. And we were yep. talking about it on the post game. And then I think it might have been a back to back or it, there was a, a game pretty soon after. And and that mm-hmm. was just such a funny moment to come back on here and talk about. <laughs> we couldn't believe that. I was like, I just it seemed weird. They took him out. He was gone. Anyways, then, of course, he ends up cut the next day. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know where I was going with that. I know we're talking about Lucas Hamanich, but yeah yeah it's a funny well no story. it's just it's wild he's playing the spurs in his first yes, game back. In his first that's game what back. i was getting it too and you mentioned the foul trouble i think he had three in the first quarter and then he picked up his fourth mm-hmm. pretty quick and like the third early in the thirds when he got his fourth foul um so obviously the physicality kind of figuring out where he's supposed to be is, is going to be a struggle making shots but nine points nine boards four assists i thought he played pretty well to be honest with you. I mean, he showed the skill set that we were hoping he could give to the Spurs, you know, alongside with his new build, which was kind of funny to see. I, I knew he had gotten stronger, but he looks like really like built big shoulders. Like he, he came to stupid. us as a real, yeah. a real thin, uh, real thin dude. Um, I hope the best for him though. I mean, I wanted to beat him tonight. Obviously I wanted to dunk on him because we're Spurs fans and we wasted a 19th overall pick on him. But, um, uh, you know, we used to argue for him to start. Remember that that, that mm-hmm. season he got yeah. cut. We were like both talking about like he going into the, the starting year. four. Yeah, the starting four next to Kelton at the three and Jakob. Like he could, you know, he could stretch the floor. Like let this be his one opportunity to prove himself. And then that preseason, he obviously got cut. So, you know, shout out to him. Ho- hopefully, he's figured all of his problems out and he's this is his just next step in his NBA journey. But uh, yeah, I still want to beat him every time we see him. <laughs> every time here. we see him i, I want kelden to dunk on him what I, what i think i uh forgot to mention when i before i talked about you know of course the infamous magic moment that we lived yeah, through the, together um the magic was moment nice the, the magic moment i'm crying uh no it was that they were talking about on the broadcast how he said getting cut by the spurs was the best thing that ever happened to him and yeah. that was that was just i hadn't heard that yet and i just was like interesting that's, that's good. good to Good to hear. So that's why I was kind of sad that he had foul trouble and and then, you know, went two for eight tonight. But you can see the, you know, there's just going to be a transition, even even versus this team. There's going to be yeah. a transition from the G League to the NBA. So we'll see what he does in these next nine days now that he's got left on this 10-day contract. And um, I don't know. I mean, maybe if he really said that, if he ends up getting his crap together maybe one day he comes back i mean i know that sounds crazy right now obviously that's super far in the future but hearing that comment it's kind of funny because you know in spurs fandom he's kind of somebody we just kind of troll and laugh about but it's like Mm -hmm. maybe if he does end up panning out like he might come back if he said something like that i'm not against it to be honest with you brian brian wright is always playing 4d chess well didn't you know like uh, will's gonna will is gonna fix him and then he's gonna, and then and then Will and him are gonna come back mm. pop or tires. Excellent, I'm down for that for sure. <laughs> Two for one. Did you know that Luca? Oh the, the reason we drafted him was actually because of Timmy. Mm-hmm. Timmy was he like just super high on Luca Samanich, which is hilarious. To and me. he went and scouted him too. Mm-hmm. I know, dude. Hysterical. And, and I know we were talking about it before, and um, 
or we were texting before and you were like, I didn't know about him before the draft, but like that year. And I still didn't even like, I wasn't as into the draft like as I am now. Um, but like, I still like out of the handful of players. I knew like the three, two or three players. I was like, we should pick this guy. Like he was in there and it was just cause he was a six ten power forward. Yeah. That could we shoot needed a and power put the ball forward. on the floor. Right. And he was in the first round projections. And, and I remember even he was like, this is who I wanted to get picked by. Like he said that he was like, I was hoping I'd fall here. Mm-hmm. It just seemed so perfect. And then the Timmy stuff and then all the G League highlights, dude. I remember I, me and my friends thought he was going to be the next Giannis. <laughs> like it was so bad. dude. I was hoping that, for it. Like when I say Giannis, it, it's kind of similar to the stuff that um we talk like we've talked about before, like with Sohan's like. Tr- or his development like we thought he was gonna have a, a Samanich or a, excuse me we thought Samanich was going to have a Giannis type development as in like it takes a while for him to become what he's gonna be um but yeah <laughs> definitely was wrong there well you never know he's still got time I guess he should be on an NBA team though like he can't just continue to be getting 40 points a game in the G League like yeah if he can't there's a reason he got a 10 day contract. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if, especially with Will's connection that, you know, we'll see with all the moves that, that shake out, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially with how marketing has played for them, he's got a yeah. similar build and a similar play style. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, he might end up being their, their third string power forward next year, but we will have to see Ethan. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Good luck to him. Any final thoughts on this one? Uh, a tough one, but uh, at the yeah. end of the day, and it all just adds to our lottery odds. So let's continue racking them up painful, painstakingly continue to lose. And uh, we will be continue to be here to walk you fans through the same misery that we are experiencing every day of our lives. <laughs> if we share and I'm going to go see it live in person yes. in Austin next Thursday where I guarantee, or I don't care. I am. I'm hopeful that everyone will play for you, Jude, because they have hyped that up they, so much. Gotta, they have to play. Dude, they've, it's a back-to-back in Austin. Like, this was the last game in San Antonio. Right. Just play, like... It, okay, so it's a back-to-back. So that means that not all of them are going to play both games. But I got the first night, which I feel like that's good odds. That's the one I, that's the one I go to, for sure. Yes, yes. Especially with Dame being shut down for the season. But mm-hmm. Anthony Simons may give me 40. Drew, baby. Drew's so. going to give you the hook shots. Oh my. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come with my Drew Eubanks poster that is signed my drew Eubanks spurs poster and then i'm gonna try to get his attention and then i'm gonna act like i just realized he's not on the spurs and then i'm be like oh i don't want your autograph no you gotta tell him you gotta tell him to come on the podcast man you gotta be as nice as you can you should facetime me like, drew drew oh wait you're not on the spurs never mind no don't do that to my guy. That would be so mean. You gotta FaceTime oh, no. me and let me see him. No, let me talk I definitely, to him. I definitely will. Uh if I can talk to Drew, I'll be like, yo, dude. Is our, loved you. Is our mutual <laughs> friend that's also uh that, that worked with him, is he going to the game? He's not. Okay. He's I was not. gonna say then that's your key. That's your that ticket. In. That would have been the real hookup. That's my ticket to to Trey and Zach Collins, too. It's all oh little to the people. Two on two game. Trey and Zach versus mm-hmm. Ethan and Jude. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got Zach. I'll say hey, Well, just I got a little bit of a final note that's off topic today, Ethan. But if y'all follow us on Twitter at SSPN on YT, you can watch the show there if you want. Um 
I retweeted a bunch of Evan Townsend's threads today on a bunch of different draft prospects. He works for Project Spurs and mainly does like NBA draft stuff for them. Um, so I would just go check out all of his threads. He's got a lot of highlights for like all of the basically the six or seven potential guys that the Spurs could get this year, whether we're in the top three or we slide down to six or seven. You know, it's the Thompson twins. It's Cam Whitmore. It's Jarace Walker uh, or excuse me, Jarris Walker. I like that um, guy. And yeah, the, those those were the me too. Those were the main four that he did today. But just go check that out. Um, and we'll definitely have to. I mean, maybe we'll. I'll reach out to him and maybe have him on or something because that would be super mm. fun just to do a draft preview. But as the season continues to wind down, want to remind you guys we'll be putting all that draft content out after the season just to fill that gap before the draft lottery on May sixteenth. Um, so we appreciate you guys hanging out with us and supporting us through all of it because I know this season is a little bit of a tough one. But if you enjoyed all the content, don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, and there will be a reward at the end of the season with the draft lottery. Hopefully it'll work out, though. Follow us on Twitter if you enjoy the show at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren, at Ethan underscore Quintero to stay updated. We appreciate y'all. We'll catch y'all in the next one. Go Spurs, go.